0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber, or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: We are now joined in the studio by two more amazing performers, writers. Triple threats. Triple that's, threats. yep. Yeah. It's from true. who are going to be here for the Melbourne Fringe Festival. Yeah. It's uh, shaping up to be an amazing event again this year. Yeah. And so we are welcoming to Bad Gaze yeah. Gavin Roach
2: and Tim Korba. Hello. Hello. Hey. hey. guys. How are you? Good. good. Thank good. you. Thank you for having us.
1: And yes. I think you've come straight from a show or a performance, have you tonight? Oh,
2: no, I've come straight from work.
1: Oh, you've Uh, come straight from work? Yeah,
2: nothing that exciting. The dedication. The dedication. We love that. Absolutely.
1: Now, the first thing we're going to talk about tonight is (laughs) a show, Gavin, you're directing Mm -hmm. called Lake Disappointment. Yes. Now...
0: Helen, it's the Victorian premiere.
1: It is, Mm -hmm. and the Sydney Morning Herald has labelled it, this is the most intriguing work of theatre in Sydney at the moment.
0: Mm. That's really exciting. Now,
1: why this appealed to me, as I mentioned uh, off-air, was that... It's about narcissism, mm-hmm. mm. and I'm of the opinion that 99.9999% of the human population are actually narcissists. Mm-hmm. So take us through a little bit of this story, Lake Disappointment. There's a hand model, there's yep. an actor, there's... there's A hand model?
0: Yes. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Yeah, It's it's extremely, like... Abstract. I was really drawn to it uh, because I, I adored the two artists who wrote it, uh, Lachlan Philpot and Luke Mullins, um, and so that intrigued me. And then, starting to read it, I honestly, obviously, thought it was probably going to be about a lake and some disappointment in my life. <laughs> um, But, no, it really dives into this uh, character named the Double. You never really learn this character's name. I noticed that. A body double for... Kane
1: and his doppelganger. That's how it's referred to. He's the
2: body double for this... Actor Kane, mm-hmm. um, and he started out as a hand model, and he very much so has a lot of uh, respect and ego around his hands um, and his body itself. Um, and you, you slowly through each scene begin to dissect this person's world and brain, and realize that you know everything and nothing about them at the same time, and. It's, it's probably one of the most joyful and frustrating plays I've ever worked on because you, you can sit there and just mull over what this person could be, turn the page, and you're completely wrong. And there's a whole new set of, of ideas and mannerisms and ways to interpret. And, like, part of me, every time I watch the scenes, even though we've been working on it for months and and directing it I feel like I've got my hands really into it we'll finish off a scene and part of me is just like I have no idea what's happening mm. <laughs> and Tim
1: <laughs> uh, your yes. your role in all of this mm. is
0: I am the I play the double You play the the
1: no-name doppelganger.
0: That's who I am, yes. Kane's doppelganger. And the listeners can't see what they look like, so they (laughs) actually look like twins. (laughs) Ooh. Mm. The secret's out.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: And and how do you feel? So we've just heard Gavin explain Mm. why he was so attracted Mm. uh, to this play. Uh, What attracted you to
0: it? So Gavin messaged me. I kind of remember. I think it was last year. Yeah, and sent me the the the, the book, and I read through it, and I was like, "What?" I, there was a lot of like, "What is going on here?" I couldn't really understand uh, what this like, stream of consciousness kind of delivery of this guy's thoughts was all about. And then by the end of it, you kind of start to piece it all together, and it's telling this really strange, like self-reflective story of someone that is just a reflection of someone that's more important than him on, st- on the set of a film. And it, just, it, it allows so much projection of um, archetypal kind of images and, and, and it's just been brilliant. Every time we run it, I'm like, oh, I'm learning more stuff about this stuff. And there's, there's more things here every time we do it. Um, and it's really exciting to try to honour that multifaceted kind of stuff. I am reading really yeah. that's my jam. I feel like this is so appropriate for today's day and age. I feel like mm. every this is secretly happening to everyone. It's as simple as even on social media, people are posting photos that you look at them and you especially when you know the person you're like this is not how you normally act yeah. or this is not what you normally wear and it's kind of scary. And what do you I guess you guys are taking a minute to Think about it and actually show people, and everyone's. Well,
2: th- I- that's the difficult thing with this character is because you you think that you're you're diving in to find kind of the the antithesis of what what makes up a reflection. Yeah, but there, there's just it's uh, the, the more and more we look into this character, the less and less we know. Mm. The less and less oh. we're able to go. Oh, that's definitively you. Yeah. For a for character, and it's and it's just brilliant writing because you you. You find out so much, but you find out so little. And in a way that intrigues and annoys me, I I adore (laughs) script analysis. So Mm. I go crazy and invent the character and they're real people and real this and I want to know their backstory. I don't really care about their favourite colour or things like that, but you want to know so much more and you get so little from this character. I think... So much at the same time. Is
1: is Kane? a a polarizing character like are you sitting there and watching this as an audience member or as a director or even as the doppelganger and is kane one of uh, i love plays and stories where you're you're reading and there is not one redeeming feature in these characters but you're so invested in them
2: it's a lot like that yeah yeah, wow. you're you're really sucked into this person. There are so many times where Tim and I would just close the book at the end of a scene or the end of a run and we're just like, Here's the worst verse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so and then you have to open it again because you yeah. have to find yeah. out what mm. is about to happen. Mm. And I love characters like that because yeah. they're they're a thinking person's character. You're not you know it's wonderful to go to the theater or, or or and and be challenged by what's on the stage that you're not yeah. just sitting there mindlessly uh, like a lot of people do and and you know sometimes you go to movies for that escapism where you're sitting there mindlessly just thinking oh yeah right okay but a play like that that really challenges you yeah uh, I, I think is just uh, they're wonderful mm. and, and the characters and as I said I love characters that don't have any redeeming features <laughs> and you just say yep right I can relate. yeah, I yep, can. Well, <laughs> done. yeah. <laughs> well done now uh, here's here's a bit of a a, a question uh, for you, Gavin. Uh, you're a director, a writer, an artist, a performer.
0: Oh my god! Go if, on. I I if, feel like we've got the same question.
1: If if anything, you cannot classify yourself as bad in, in, in any sense of the word. So tell us what what was the journey you took to become all of this to have oh, so many
2: strings in your bow so to speak um i mean if it helps i can't sing um okay right, you out get
1: out get out yes. no, that's it like that's, that's it. my bad thing
2: uh two years ago i did make a comedy festival show called all the songs i can't sing oh lovely. and it did not go well because <laughs> um, i sung on stage and like a lot of friends suddenly went wide-eyed and were mouthing like you can't sing and I'm like it's in the title <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've been doing this for about 10 years. So it, it all started when I ran away from home and ran to uh, Wagga Wagga when I was 18. It's like you do. You do. Uh, right. Went to acting school there and got my first two degrees and then just... Went from there, um, and then I was studying my first masters in arts management, and I was just like, I was working in a place called Build Bear, which sounds super sexy and it's not because um, it's building stuffed animals. Um, oh,
1: that's exactly what I thought it was. Yeah, I yeah, I yeah, thought it sounded cute. Yeah, look, it
2: is <laughs> until <laughs> until the kids come in. Yeah, right. Yeah, true. Lost me there.
1: So. Um, <laughs>
2: But yeah, I remember just standing there, and I was—it was like two hours before anybody came in because it was middle of the day, and I'm like, "Well, life can't be this." Um, so I wrote a show, and I wrote a show called "Confessions of a Grinder Addict," and next thing, it went around the world, um, wow. and it was a bit. I didn't know I could ever write. Um, It was the first time I was on stage again in about five years and it was a very big diva moment for me. It's my glorious return and if I have to go back to the stage. And next thing I was in Edinburgh doing it and in New Zealand and then I wrote the next one and learnt as I went and now I'm sort of in a position where I'm just like, well, I I, I can do it and... um, so I, I'm just being very strategic about are. what I do. And and I kind of got a little bit sick of sort of sitting around just railing against what, what I wanted to see on stage or the work that I wanted to do and that that notion of, like, well, you can sit in the corner and, and bitch about how to play the game or you can jump in and grab the ball and... Yep. <laughs> sports metaphor. <laughs> Fun.
1: Um, yeah, lost on... Look, I have no idea. It sounded good <laughs> at the time. It was worth a <laughs> shot. It yeah. was, yeah. Yeah. Mm. The, yeah. Lucky it wasn't an AFL one or it would have really I still, I've stop. lived
2: here for five years and I still don't understand it. I appreciate it with the jumping of the shorts, but I don't understand it. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't Lesbian know.
1: from Queensland,
2: no. Does yeah. Nothing. So. Oh, well. Everything has a purpose.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... <laughs> Another question for for you, Gavin. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Tim. We'll, we'll get back <laughs> to you in a second.
0: That's fine. Uh,
1: as as we were saying when we were chatting uh, before, you've got so much going on in this this festival in in this mm. fringe festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one that caught my uh, fancy was a <laughs> exhibition. Yes. With a friend of yours, Ali Chaudhry. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I just I, I think it was more the the title of it that my perverted mind. But as as uh, Oscar Wilde said, I may be lying in the gutter, but I am looking at the stars.
0: Helen, what was that title?
1: It was Let me show you my hole. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm not actually saying that to
0: anyone. Okay. Thank you very okay. Much. Right. We're just—it's
1: a title. It is. I am. I am Spending. reading verbatim the yep. title of the <laughs> exhibition. Yes. Now, as I said, my perverted mind <laughs> went all these wrong, bad wrong places. Yeah. Which highlights why I'm a bad gay, and I—I I want you to explain to me, Gavin, what it's actually about because when you explained it, it fascinated me. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh, so let me show you my whole is an exhibition about donuts. Love it. Yeah. Oh, Love so it. I adore donuts. And, yeah, Ali's been a, a wonderful friend of mine for years and he's an amazing photographer and he takes uh, usually photos of people, um, a lot of beautiful portraits, um, and his yeah. eye for detail is just phenomenal. He's given um, the
0: donuts, like... What they've always deserved hasn't he?
2: Absolutely, oh my he, God. he's given them pride of place, and he wanted Ugh. to take all of that sort of like that talent and skill that he has with photographing uh, people and capturing those moments, and wanted to see if he could do that with inanimate objects, and just chose donuts. Donuts, um, oh no. and I love it because I, I freaking love donuts. Yeah, um, and it's just. Great, and so yeah, so that's going to be uh, at Meat Market as well. Um, this whole big, beautiful exhibition about donuts at the Meat Market—very fitting. The
1: meat Market, yeah, Love wonderful. It. Gavin, Tim, thank you so much. As uh, do give us the final. Plug for yep.
2: Lake Disappointment. Yep. So Lake Disappointment is on at the Stables at Meat Market from the twelfth of September through to the twenty-first, nine thirty each evening, and you can get your tickets from Fringe, from Melbourne Fringe. Amazing.
1: Wonderful. Thank you. Tim. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.
2: Gavin. Stay Have with us. a wonderful
1: Fringe Festival. Thank Woo! you.
2: You too.